Ah, uh, yes. Reunited, and it feels so good. What's going on? I'm Carl Mandic. He is Steven Jackson. And welcome to Cross Pond Chat. Not Crowd Pop Live. We've got that up in the corner <laughs> last night if you wanted to talk a little pop culture. But, Steven, my friend, how are you? I'm all good. It's... um. You know, it's been a long day, but um, I couldn't not be on the show and the debut of um, the Cross Pond Chat. You know, I just can't wait to, you know, start talking about things. And I just hope you're okay as well, Carl. You know, it's been a long time since we've caught up and a long time since we've talked really properly. So I hope you're okay as well. I, I looked and when it was just you and I and I had the... Uh, Anarchy in the U- uh, UK Sex Pistols open. That was three months ago. Wow. I know. I go, what the hell? How could that have been three <laughs> months ago? But that's a little bit of the reason. Now, casual wrestling fans, hardcore wrestling fans, fans just of connection in general, because we all know that we need it right now. I, I ran this idea past past them of kind of our the chat that we had a week ago and we'll get into that but for those that don't know our story uh, really what you're seeing right now for anybody that's been on chat pack anybody that's been a part of anything we've done i you can't write the wikipedia about this <laughs> or the bio without steven because really how our interaction started um, really gave birth to what we're looking at today. We're going to get into that. Um, and we're going to get into what you're doing. And because it's like, I look and I'm like, Andy's onto something new. Andy's yeah. onto something else new. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the one thing that I've noticed. It's like, it's always, mm-hmm. it's always something new. And, and I'm like, more power to him. Uh, let's kick it off by this is just a simple intro for now, folks. Nothing like, crazy but um let's get this one uploaded uh where can they find you on social media and they can find me on twitter um at stj215 as shows underneath there with my name right that's the main place to find me so yeah on the twitter at stj215 um tweet as much as i can um about wrestling and anything and everything you know um Gained a lot of followers over the past year. Um, thankful for everyone who comments on the work I do and the um, you know podcasts what I send out. It's you know just such a privilege to be able to hear such positive feedback more than anything because it's such a you know competitive industry. And it, yeah, Gosh, just follow ever- me on Twitter. I know. It and, is, um, and that's, that's something mm. we're going to touch on almost right away. We are streaming live right now on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, not Facebook, for the debut. Uh, no gel today. This is a no <laughs> gel day, HPK81680, <laughs> Frank Bruno. Actually, that rhymes. 81680 Bruno. Oh, I think I got something there, like... Uh, Jenny, I got yo a number. We're trying out a couple <laughs> different mics too because I had like a really nice one. A lot of people know my dog broke it. 
That's not what I told them. Uh, let your hair down. Yeah, I figure my hair was gonna. I'm actually getting a haircut, so I didn't want to put anything in it. <laughs> I'm actually getting out to get a haircut. Um, oh, I do have something to show you too. I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, we'll do that a little bit later, but first, get to the good stuff. <laughs> Overmodulated. That is on <laughs> my part. I will fix that, and we'll fix that because we are going to throw this up. On we haven't even talked about this, but I'm like, wait a minute. CPC cross pond chat. CP cast. It just goes together. Just all one <laughs> one word. And Rajiv, nice enough to show me how Anchor FM works. Is that is that what you use to put your uh, podcast I, out there. I mainly use SoundCloud because um, I'm part okay. of BBG Wrestling, um, and then from there they have various different um, accounts with Anchor, um, I believe, um, iTunes Podcast. Um, they've just got Spotify, and um, there's another um, podcast provider, but I can't remember who that is. But it's predominantly SoundCloud, um, what I use, um, which works for me. Um, and it's good as well because you have obviously all the analytics and things like that. So I've learned a lot more about the, the sort of um, tracking of things and the editing, as we've mentioned off air when we've been talking. Um, but it's um, no, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting to be able to do video and audio as well, which is what's exciting about this. Yeah, that's the cool part. Uh, you know, I. I... I'm really excited to see how this turns out for... And when you do a debut like this, a pilot, we wanted to give people a little bit of the journey, and we're going to post this on Vimeo so people can kind of understand where this all started from, where it stemmed from. We're going to get there in a second. Right now, what's your main focus of putting out wrestling-related, pro-wrestling-related content? Where can people go and be able to find it what what has been because you're, you're it's like again you've got the i i look at steven is <laughs> this pie chart and he's like oh i've got this and that and this and i'm like dude you have so many things people say i have a lot of things no this is i mean your diversity is what really and i and you said some you you, you mentioned something um right as you were getting into it by the way this is a mister not I don't know, like, uh, I can't pull it any further. I'll also pull out one of those <laughs> misters. And I, and Papa Shango is not in the room with me currently. Um, <laughs> tell me about this. What is what is current day Steven Jackson doing right now? What's your main focus? Wow, what what am I not doing um, to put the point across? I um, knew it, yeah. I knew that yeah. was... Um, Various things. I mean, I mean, the interesting thing is, I was thinking, and it's been a year since I think we connected on Twitter, and from there, from just working with the wrestling estate, which was my writing work online, from there, it kind of 
has exploded. So um, I've come very close with the Fight Network. So I produce a lot of podcasts um, reviewing fight products, whether they be Impact Wrestling for BBG Wrestling, who um, I produce podcasts for, or whether it be GCW or um, various different events i'm able to you know um watch and review and along with that for um for fight what what would people want to look up if they wanted to see something like via fight that currently working on what would they search for they've got anything and everything um but like that has your that has your fingerprints on or your carbon footprint so to speak um I'd probably say because it was in the Voices of Wrestling Top 100 matches, I would say people to watch Noah, um, so Pro Wrestling Noah's 20th anniversary show from last year, because although people love New Japan, um, Noah got a deal with Fight, and if you want to watch Japanese wrestling, I want to be introduced to Japanese wrestling, I would say that Noah is the one to seek out. Um, And if you want to see something which is completely of a different norm to AEW, WWE, you know, Ring of Honor, Impact, that's the place to go. Um and it's there and it, to be unlimited replays and the like. Yeah. Sure. And and now are you still doing where the cruiserweights play? Yeah. Where the cruiserweights play as well. So um so that's I that mean, is that coming out each week or is that because I'm gonna write these down in the chat. Mm. For, for, um, for, I just want people to know where they can get yourself. So yeah, yeah. Um, where the cruiserweights play is kind of it, it was meant to be a weekly thing, but because other things came about, um, it's kind of more of a um, a specials thing. And the thing was was that um, I realised that it was a lot of time to put into doing it weekly. So I did a couple of specials based around the WCW pay per views. So predominantly, um, the two I most recently did were Halloween Havoc, which got a lot of, you know, attention, which was great, over a thousand listens, which was phenomenal. And then I did another one, which was actually it was where the cruiserweights play, but before WCW. So um, it was actually the um, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Psychosis's twenty-fifth anniversary of their trilogy in ECW. Because that was kind of one of the things I kind of spoke about with the guys at BBG Wrestling is that I wanted this to be kind of an open arced thing and that it wasn't just going to be based on WCW. It was kind of going to go on different ways and different tangents. So that got a, a massive amount of praise from you know various people because I put a lot of time into that episode. And that's what I wanted to do. I mean, if I did them every week, I would just be watching the episodes, but sorry, the matches recording the episodes and not really going into the depth of the feuds and the um you know the wrestlers themselves so the next one i have planned as long as the timing works out is probably going to be you know around um sort of march if the timing allows because like i said i've got quite a busy schedule um you know with um the end of WCW, so it's kind of like 2001 because it's the 20th anniversary of um, obviously the invasion and the end of WCW. So that's kind of the aim I'm going for is around March when the WWF and WCW, obviously in ECW, were bought out um, WrestleMania Jeez. 17 time. Yeah, Greed, um, the anniversary of Greed is coming mm, up. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
And so it, give us this on, uh, I'm going to put up the SoundCloud that can be posted in some areas, some not, uh, where the cruise rates play. SoundCloud, go and check it out there. So, okay, on your priorities list, what's number one when you're coming to content? Like, you look at your week. I know it may change week to week, but where your priorities are, what's the number one project and where can they find it? Is it BBG Wrestling? And, it, 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 and can you actually, explain it to, to everybody that is a little bit confused as far as, like, what BBG might be? Yeah, so um, Broken But Glorious um, is the um, podcast network, so that's BBG um, for short. Um, that's one of the priorities. The The main priority, I would say, and I will show it up because I've got a, an example, is a Japanese wrestling magazine, which I've been very closely associated with, called um, Monthly Pura Rezu. So um, I've somehow <laughs> through again my connections and um knowledge and things these things happen by chance but i've become very closely associated with this particular um magazine um monthly P- pura resu so this is issue two um issue two sold out but issue three is currently available to be purchased um the biggest issue we've produced um the editor tom um approached me uh, a bit like me and you, Carl, after I put a tweet up. So I we started a rapport, and from there we kind of started um, talking about things, and I kind of took a lot of the um, social media side of it. So um, a lot of work on Instagram and on Twitter because of the workload on Tom's part. So the main focus on my work week, wrestling-wise, is actually... Um, I'll just get into shot. There we are. Monthly... I'm going to pull it up right here, actually. Mm. So, Sleek website, um, can you... Pura Rezu. Yeah. yeah, As we can see, sold out, sold out. Will they reissue stuff like that? Issue 1 was reissued. Um, Issue 2... So, Issue 2, I'm not sure about. Um, And Issue 3, I believe there are seven copies still available of Issue 3 at the moment. Um, but I believe there may be more copies of issue three. Yes. Um, do you have uh, any uh, merch? I was looking at this T-shirt. What do we got here? I, there isn't any merch at the moment, but we have been talking about that. Our Tom has. Um, he's been talking about other things branching out from it. Um, but it, it, what the aim was for Tom when I was speaking for him, um, speaking to him, sorry, um, on his behalf, is that he wanted to create a. Um, actual long form wrestling magazine which has been kind of lost due to you know the internet and social media and you know from from cover to cover you know this thing uh, i'll this is issue two like i said so it's not the most recent but it's a uh, um and this is is this the next one coming out or is this one already the, out that's issue three yeah so the one you're seeing there with um hiromu takahashi on that's issue three right there yeah so that's the most recent issue which has just come become available um can you explain what what long form is i don't mean to cut you off but long can you explain can you explain what that get into that so so essentially long form is just an article or or an um uh piece of writing which is written in you know, kind of a a long sense. So as you can see here on the shot, if you can see it there, I'm just you know, going it's to follow like a, monthly resume. It's um, 
you know, very in-depth, you know, very much like essays, you may say. Um, but, you know, we've got a lot of exclusives, you know, we've had an interview with um, Danny Limelight, who's appeared on uh, New Japan Strong and AW Dark. Um, we've also, for the third issue, um, been able to actually reach out to um, a Japanese wrestler who works for an independent promotion, which was a big thing Tom wanted to um, be able to do. So we've got that. We've got a close affiliation with um, Rocky Romero. Um, of Fantastic job. On, and mm-hmm. we'll touch on that. I, I don't want to give too much away about that. Um, but uh, I do want to talk about the fantastic job he did on commentary mm. New Japan World. And also a reminded me of a question. That is a question I was going to ask you because you can actually kind of um, spell this one out. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to write it down as a question for later. So uh, p- the predominant style of professional wrestling is developed in Japan. So people would say strong style and that's just, can you, what's the, what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah. Cause we've heard of pancreas. We've yeah. heard of all these different. So in strong style, the, uh, so is strong cell a derivative for Rezu? Is that like like the, yeah. um like like catches can and then you've got like so is it like a I don't know, I don't even know I'm trying to I'm trying to correlate it to the audience the best I I can and learn it kinda of at the same time too. <laughs> um strong style is predominantly New Japan pro wrestling, so Okada, Tanahashi uh, Tetsuya Naito, um, the, the Antonio Noke, that kind of um, hard-hitting but technical style of wrestling. Um, for me, and learning more as I've been on Twitter um, and finding out from people in the industry, there's also, you know, um, things like there's a form of Japanese wrestling called King's Road, which is the All Japan style. So that's mainly been um, you know, showcased by guys like Kenta Kabashi, Mitsuharu Misawa, um, Toshiaki Kawada. So that's a lot more kind of your hard-hitting strikes and more kind of um, n- not necessarily as artistic into it, a bit more sort of classical, you may say, a lot more kind of, you know, physical in terms of, you know, um, not all Japanese wrestling is strong style, let's put it that way. It's a bit more kind of, when they say like slap and kick battle and chop and kick battle, it's kind of more that kind of wrestling. Um, and, you know, with uh, the strong style of, you know, New Japan, it's kind of what's set them apart and made them, you know, the massive commodity they are today. You know, um we're seeing WWE guys like um, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, he, he a lot of Just saw fans, Kenta on Wednesday mm, night here. Yeah. Yeah. Kenta is another guy, you know, um, who was brought up and trained in that particular style of wrestling. Um, and, you know, it always disappoints me that the wrestlers who see Shinsuke Nakamura now in WWE didn't see the Shinsuke Nakamura of New Japan, which I was able to see years before he became famous in WWE because he was a completely different 
wrestler in the sense of he was not, not in terms of his character, but his way of working and his um, abilities in terms of what he was able to do in the ring. You know, um, will he it, will he forever be tied to the New Japan Intercontinental title in that reign and giving it the prestige and the I don't want to resort to the word oomph, but the <laughs> the gusto, if you will, that it has. Do you think he'll forever be associated with those that understand it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, he he. When I kind of got back into New Japan, um, kind of more religiously, he it, it, people talk about the RVD, um, you know, TV reign of ECW, and you know the. ECW heavyweight reign um, of say like Taz or Mike Awesome for example and the RVD that made the TV title more important than the heavyweight title and at that point in time Nakamura made the Intercontinental title more important I believe than the heavyweight title only because I feel he was not only wrestling the stronger matches but the way he held his belt was a lot more um i'm trying to you know we think talk, how... no no i think i know what you're getting it that would would this be a fair comparison let me go with this we had just watched 2019 nxt takeover from phoenix mm-hmm. and the way that tomaso champa holds the belt it's not he's not obsessed with getting it back he's possessive he crosses his arms and holds it it's mm-hmm. little things like nuances would you say it was almost that that it was so synonymous with him like they yeah. just kind of went hand in hand literally and figuratively like went hand in hand yeah it just okay. it just fit him like a glove you know it, the, the the whole thing of you know that belt was just embodied in you know, Nakamura. And, you know, when you're watching Strong Style and getting into New Japan, he was such a, at that point in time, like 2012, 2013, when I became a lot more invested in the heavyweight style, more so than the junior style, he just embodied that um, whole package, which, you know, um, I think lacks sometimes. I, th- I think sometimes a lot of Western fans l- are seeking for that kind of full character or full, you know, um, kind of charisma from a character in rap- Japanese wrestling. And it takes a while, kind of, to become adjusted to that. But Nakamura kind of just embodied that. He, he, you could tell his Western influence as well um, as his Japanese. Um, influence. Um, great friend of the show, and you can catch him every Monday on FAM. Frankly, another Mandic Monday. Frank Bruno asking, <laughs> is Strong Style safe? And that's... It's actually an interesting question, and at first uh, I, I thought about it. I'm going to answer... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this. Tell me... Tell us... Are the following clips, uh, I'm guessing you, this sounds like a dumb question. You did watch <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 15. Yes. 
are either of these uh I'm gonna pull up a couple spots from it. I and then then maybe this'll be able to answer Frank's question better. Because I may have two examples that are not. Um I may be completely off, but see that's the best thing about what we're gonna be able to bring to you on Fridays on time. <laughs> and a lot of stuff happened today, folks. Adam, I apologize for keeping Adam is in Limerick, Ireland. We've been able to grow and expand that international audience. And we'll be able to get into that here in a second. Um, let's start with... Boy, I hope this is the right clip. This is more of a guess than anything. Let me just make sure it's correct. Before I... That one is for sure. That one's untitled. That would be just one second here. Uh, as we bring it up, I'm almost positive is the correct one. Yeah, it is. All right. So we go to Kevin Kelly, Rocky Romero, and who's? Do you know who the other announcer is for New Japan? There's Chris Charlton. Um, there's Mav, Mavs Gillett, who actually who comes in sometimes. Who writes uh, forward for monthly Pura Rezo and um, Gino. Um, Gambino, who is an Australian um, Oceania. Why do I know that? I know that name. He, he was Not just Gambino Oceania. family. Gino Gambino. Mm. Well, I saw Adrian Quest on there, and I worked heavily with him. That's mm. another guy that did championship wrestling from Hollywood, championship wrestling from mm. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe he might have been in F FSW when I was there in Vegas. Maybe. Uh, let's start with this one. Yeah. I found out a, a lot more about El Fantasma than I had ever known. <laughs> In a lot of trouble early. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Set for time bomb, and Fantasma escapes out to the floor. I want to thank all you fans for joining us here live on NJPWWorld.com all around the world. And create distance from the ring. It doesn't necessarily mean you're safe. Hey, come on, Fantasma. All right. Okay, okay. Hey, back up, back up, back up. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, no, oh, no, watch oh, out, Sunset oh, Bomb! Oh, oh, oh. oh! Look at that, Fantasma using Hiromu as a stepladder, and now Whoa. he's on the move! Sunset Bomb! Oh, no! Oh! Another look here. Watch the back of Hiromu's head. Oh, my God. Not the way you want to start out Wrestle Kingdom. Hey, count him. Unless you're El Fantasma. Yeah, Fantasma will take a win by any means necessary, including count out. The winner advances to face Taiji Ishimori for the Junior Heavyweight Championship tomorrow. And it'll happen in the, the brightest spotlight there's ever been on the junior headweight scene in the Tokyo Dome. The semi-final spot tomorrow night. Hiromu Takashi wants that more than anything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In case he doesn't come back in. Whoa, 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 my God. The height. The height of that moonsault. Could have won by countout. That was my spot. Oh, Take another look at it. Whoa!
Wow. So getting back to A, is it strong style? B, is strong style safe? Because I don't know if we, I mean, we always hear about these entries in WWE and it's not necessarily strong style, but you hear about Balor tears his labrum rotator cuff, you know, from Rounds buckle bomb or yeah, uh, any of that. So what right there? Somewhat strong style mixed in there, or just kind of more of high flying, and more kind of the the junior heavyweight style, kind of a hybrid, if anything, um, more of the junior lucha style of liger influence, and you know guys like Great Sasuke um, and Hayabusa predominantly of FMW, as we've spoken oh, about off air. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna actually talk <laughs> about that here in a, mm. in a little bit here. Um, to answer the question of this strong star safe, like any form of wrestling, um, it's got risks. Um, along, well, it, it kind of went through a period where injuries were a lot more prominent. Um, and I think a lot of, if anyone knows of um, Katsuhari Shibata, the mm. um, Japanese wrestler who... He faced Okada in um, at Sakura Genesis 2017 in a match where th- there was a lot of physical. In terms of like Shibata has a ver- had a very physical style, and he hit one particular headbutt which almost ended his life, let alone his career. Which like you you know the blood came out, and it was. Um, it, it kind of real. I think a lot of people in the higher places of New Japan realized we need to kind of put a, you know, a stop to this because these guys are young and they're putting too much of a physical, um, you know, um, risk in what they're doing. I mean, if anyone's seen uh, as well, Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito um, wrestling. I mean, this past one um, of... Exed the first main event night one at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Um, that knee where the I'm sorry, it was Ibushi. You said I'm sorry, you said Ibushi and yeah, Naito. Naito. Yeah, Naito. yeah, yeah. That, that was the that was night one. Mm. Um, yeah, where his the opponent's arms are spread apart. There's no leg slap. There's no, mm. like, I'm watching it over and over again, trying to figure out, is he kneeing him in the face? Like, I can't, like, and sometimes I don't like to break it down like that, but the, there are those moments, and, I, and I'm going to play a clip from that, where I was like, oh, my God, like, is he alive? Like, it, I mean, it really was. Like, there's no, I don't know where you hide that. Like, it, again, it's, it. I don't want to use the word magic, but it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, speaking of which, uh, February 22nd, so this weekend, Corrigan Hall, uh, big one is uh, Ishii and Okada versus Jay White and Evil. Mm. Uh, that's coming up 25th. So I'm just on the. I want to ask you about this. Are you well versed in? This is something we haven't talked about. So if you if you don't know, don't feel. Bad. I don't know, and I haven't been able to relay it to fans. 
they were making a big deal. They did the, um, they took like a intermission. I can't remember if it was night one, night two. Actually, it might have been how they bridged it on Fight or no, on New Japan World, describing the app that they're coming out with for the English speaking audience. Because you can go to New Japan World, NJPW World. So there's two W's next to yeah. one another. But they said they were coming out with some English app. Is that separate than New Japan World? Do you, can, are you versed in that at all? I don't know much about that one. Um, okay. I know that they were looking at getting a UK um, and Western deal for watching um, right. like on, I believe it's Hulu, you can watch it on. Um, okay. But in terms of the app, I don't know about that at the moment, so I might have to look at that. Yeah, a distribution. Yeah. So did you watch it via uh, New Japan World? Is that how yeah. you watch yours? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that seems to be the best way. It's a little... I tell people at first, I'm like, just click on the English version in the upper... Mm. You know, when you go... Like, here, I'll even share it real quick. But, like, make sure when you... And I really highly recommend this to a lot of people but like yeah when it is like this when you click on japanese and you're like wait hold on i don't know what i'm looking and then i was like oh dummy <laughs> just click on that and you can figure out exactly what you're looking for it, oh, the next big one coming up is uh wouldn't that be um 28th castle attack yeah which That's is a again, big deal the, yeah the Rematch of uh, Naito and uh, Ibushi. Um, that, I was, want... that was my favorite match. Uh, well, Jay was... White was great. The heat, the natural heat that Will Ospreay is getting, and I don't know mm. if it's because Bay Priestley's alongside him or whatever it may be. Um, can you speak to also uh, the other thing that I wanted to touch on real quick? I tried to translate this to the audience as well. New Japan took a very interesting and I thought innovative perspective, folks. Sorry, I'll stop sharing my screen. Hmm. Let me once look at that. Oh, almost gave away that that next clip. But <laughs> the um, they gave them like thunder sticks and different things, so they had crowd separation there and mm. a lot of people. Yeah, and I thought. I thought a thousand was a lot for full gear when I was there for that mm. in person. I'm like, this is crazy. Like a thousand people feels like it felt like 10,000. Cause I just hadn't seen that many people gathered, but they still had it. I'm going to look up the exact attendance. I thought they were in the forties, but they gave them certain precautions so that they wouldn't, um, thunder sticks. They could stop their feet, but they couldn't, Touch hands, is that what it was? Yeah, they weren't able to do particular things. Yeah. Um I think New Japan last year, I read a tweet that they had around hundred and ten thousand fans at the events they held and none of them had a a COVID case when they went, which was a big deal. Um I think the other thing as well is I've watched shows from GCW and they've done things where they've had the events outside and they've had the masks and the separation and things like that um which again you know is a big deal given what we're going through at the moment and 
But then again, you know, the interesting thing about um, Japanese wrestling is that the fans are very quiet normally. Golf clapping is normally the term, you know. We, the, yeah, we would say, yeah, uh, um, just sitting they, on their hands. But mm. they, they were given, so uh, they capped it at 20,000. Yeah. Uh, total. So it was 12,689 for the first night. Night two, 7,801. That being, of course, held at the Tokyo Dome. Tokyo, the uh, Giants playing there. Uh, but that can get into a huge. Uh, they also went through. I'm just looking at some of the protocols that they went through. It was, um, yeah, thunder sticks, different ways so that you're not. And and think about it. Last year, this happens at the beginning of January. Mm. We really didn't know. We didn't catch a drift of of this corona and. Somehow our discussions come back to this. Um, a, how are things over by you? Uh, you are, and to kind of let people know, you are closest major city from you is Leeds. You're about how far? Yeah. How far um, from Leeds? About 20 miles, probably. Right. 25, 20 miles, yeah. Um, I, could, in the last time we talked, man, it was... I mean, we get real with our talks. Folks, I mean, there's no, there's no really holding back, and that's why I, I hate, uh, you know, not. Uh, there's definitely respect and honor that we initially had for one uh, one another, not just friendship, but just in that. How you know, just to ask you, how how are things going locally by you? I mean, locally they're okay. I think nationally though, because we're having an announcement by the prime minister on Monday evening. There's a lot of unease about how things will pan out. Um, I mean, for for me, my main concern is that everybody is safe more than anything else, and everyone is either vaccinated or tested, and those precautions are put in place. Um, I mean, in terms of how things will get back to normal, it'll be a slow process um, until we hear the announcement on Monday, we won't know whether we're out of a lockdown, whether we're back in a tier system, whether we're back in, you know, whether we're in the same position we're in now. What are you in? You're currently in right now is what? National lockdown. So we're in lockdown three. So if we were looking at TNA, we're in lockdown 2007. (laughs) You got some humor. He still can bring it. You know, that's what I, I, at least you've got that. (laughs) Side to, to be able to do uh, that. You have to, you know. Um, and one of the things I was going to say as well um, to people for the like, well, because this is our like first chat and stuff, and that you know, um, one of the things what I have said to people and I've said on my podcast is that I feel very fortunate in that, unlike a lot of um, forms of entertainment and sports and the like, that professional wrestling has continued being produced. And although restrictions have been put in place, we have been able to watch and enjoy, you know, wrestling. And fair enough, I've my own opinions about certain companies and certain things, you know, which I've written about. But I have been able to explore a lot of other companies and, you know, um, wrestlers and what they have done. And that says a lot given what's going on now, you know. Um, And I think... 
once this does all come to an end and we're all back to normal, I think there will be a big celebration. And one of my big aims now that this has come out and whatever happens, like I've always said, is that I'd love to do the three main um, international, you know, wrestling venues of or events of WrestleMania weekend, the Tokyo Dome and Arena Mexico. So they're the three I'd love to do now that, um, you know, you know uh, that one gets them. lost in the, uh, did you happen to catch uh final nail in the coffin? The Vampiro documentary. I'm due, I'm due to watch that. Um, I haven't yet. Um, but what I did do bizarrely, um, I didn't tell you this, but on Halloween last year, so a while ago, but on Halloween last year, I thought I need to watch a horror movie or I need to watch something Halloween. Cause it was kind of, funny in the uk i didn't know what can i watch what kind of you know so i watched uh pentagon jr against the vampiro from lucha underground's ultimate lucha number season one. one yes which is anything That's, but a horror movie <laughs> that that is what got me into it um i i will say somebody that going on a complete different get, tangent there but just saying no you know, no uh matt lovett in kansas his ears just perked up i know that much <laughs> You know, Lucha doing that cinematic style and um, friend and mentor that I've learned a lot from, uh, Johnny LaQuasta was doing a podcast at the time called Wrestling Buddies. And we were doing shows together and they were doing pretty well and getting some really good traction. And it's like, you got to check this thing out. You got it. I'm like, Vampiro. I'm like, guy from wcw and i am like pentagon what the hell are you talking and then uh folks say you know sorry that you you know if you haven't seen it by now i mean we've seen masks ripped open we've seen you know that become a, a at times some may say overused you know oh it's the hardest part of the ring the ring apron we know you know the mask being ripped off is sacrilegious and the mm. libre we know we got it uh but it's still good when people complain and and say why do they have to keep on saying that same reason that you don't know you know your audience but you don't know and you kind of have to reiterate stuff even though it seems like it's overkill but when he ripped he being Vampiro ripped the mask of Pentagon and what ensued from there. I'm not going to give it away. You could still get it on iTunes. It's on YouTube. The it's on YouTube. YouTube. It, yeah. it, it is one of the more I'm hooked. Mm. I was immediately in. Um, that actually transitions nicely into this. We've talked a, bit, a lot about Dark Side of the Ring. You mentioned something there, too, that, that reminded me of one of the mantras of the motivations that, again, keeps me going. And this guy will never know it, but going from GCW, uh, the last wrestling match that I was at working uh, was for Party Hard Wrestling. The last interview I did, the guy who went on last, he was beat to shreds. It was Effie. And he had just fought Nick Gage the night before in Philly. Or, so this is last uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend. 
And we could not put anybody into the Nile Theater. There were family and friends allowed, but we were on, it was complete. Like everything happened in 24 hours. So like all of a sudden, so you couldn't have any fans, couldn't have any of this stuff. Our three-day event got canceled. We had a big blow-off all planned, cage match, whole deal. Championship wrestling from Arizona and with Party Hard. And no offense to who Effie had that night, but he had taken a red eye from Philly. I know I remember that much. He was pretty beat up. Mm. Nick Gage, he, that's going to be some we're about to touch on. And that that promotion, and I, and I give a lot of credit to all the hardworking people there. Again, it's a blank, blank canvas for an artist to paint what they want. So promos are not scripted. Nobody paid to go there. And I watched Effie, and, and if anybody has not seen GCW, go out of your way. Yeah. And that one's on independent. Um, aren't they? Uh, they they don't have their own thing. They're on that independent. Actually, I had a subscription to it. They're on. Yeah, they're on independent uh, TV, uh, IWTV. Um, and they actually, recently, I just when you send me the link, I resubscribe. It's right. <laughs> they they also recently did the Fight Forever event, which was a day long, twenty four hour wrestling event with various other promotions, which is available for free on Fight. So you can watch like if you want to know more about GCW, you can watch like an entire day's worth of GCW. <laughs> you know, you um, know what I love that they um, they were able to do is they can do that, or they could do Effie's brunch. Mm. You know, I I mean either way, uh. But no, the here's what it looks like if you want to go and check this out again. We're not sponsored by any of these, but the guys okay. and gals that um are trying to go. But yeah, just go to independentwrestling.tv promotions that you can go through are. It's the 252 promotions. It's phenomenal. I mean, I, w- I will say this now as well. When people say to me, like, as a, we've spoken about this and I've written about this in an article, like, um, Black oh, you know, like the, you know, oh, the, um, WWE network, why let you subscribe? Well, like, why are you a subscriber of WWE network? I have my own personal reasons for that, which, you know, we may get into in another episode, you know, but mm-hmm. for me, um, this, what you're just showing now, Carl, is kind of the thing what appeals to me that, you know, independent wrestling for so long was a complete kind of complete tape trade, um, DVD purchase um, commodity, you know, thing what I did. But now, you know, the fingertips of the computer, you know, as you've got here, the computer, you know, you can seek out so many international promotions through, as you know, a service like IWD TV, you know, or Fight or, um, you know, Smartmark Video. And, you know, you get so many different styles and wrestlers and, you know, um, promotions it, it, it's just a complete kind of um open canvas in a way like you just mentioned earlier on there and, really and it's still is. interesting how you can look at particular 
promotions and districts and you can still and and um state and there are still those particular styles of wrestling still alive in particular promotions you know like memphis you know has a particular style mm. or um you know in texas you know it's a different style to not the northeast or you know it, it it's just kind of a um exciting thing to be able to do and i mean one of the other promotions i do want to mention on air which i would love people to check out more because they have lost and we were talking about japanese wrestling so we're kind of going on lots of different it's like we do no it's good no actually my, my next point was, was going to be yeah. about japanese oh yeah but um, is it on here it's not here but um it's all japan pro wrestling so now, this is um, interesting can you break down at least exactly what happened now this was last year this all japan you call it a merger that was nowhere um so noah merged um so noah merged with ddt um and they um became one of the same so noah had been struggling for a long time um financially and ddt um had also but then they were both bought out by cyberfight and they both became now they're both owned by cyberfight so noah and ddt work closer together so noah and ddt would be aew and impact basically essentially yeah okay um, we're, we're different okay but they're not owned we know we get it they're not owned do they have an english version um looks like it's called wrestle universe is their streaming service oh wrestling um, universe okay i just want to make sure i promote the right thing that i'm not yeah yeah um but all japan which you're looking at now so um and he's is right that, there is that where you can get all yeah so you could you get it here or wrestle you said wrestle universe so so wrestle universe is for noah and ddt oh. but this is i was about to say though this is what i was wanting to promote was was all japan which is what you've just got here on the screen so um more talking about different styles of japanese wrestling the other style of japanese wrestling um which is kingdom kingdom's road as it's known so the kabashi the misawa the you know to um toshaki kawada style of wrestling so this is all japan which we've got on here and i really want more people to check out all japan pro wrestling because they kind of have a romanticized view of all japan because of what happened in the 90s of all those wrestlers but what they've got going on now with guys like um who is who is some names that we may know or may not know um so tajira is very closely tied with all japan um of ecw fame um masato tanaka um also of ecw fame has been closely tied with um all japan pro wrestling um recently um you can also find um daizuki uh, sekimoto um who he wrestled at pro wrestling grills bowler um he oh battle uh, los angeles mm, yeah he's a really prominent character um but their main guy who i want to promote on here um for people to go out and seek out oh yoshitatsu of wwe he's also hey, yoshitatsu um, i uh saw him take one of the wasn't it him that took that real gnarly styles clash mm, so, yeah he's over in uh, now 
No, oh, that's New Japan strong. All Japan. Uh, I hope this. Mm, yeah. Does. So if if there's any examples of this Kingdom's Road, and I know one of our great friends of the chat pack, Randy Wagner, uh, gets into the Joshi style of wrestling. And that's a little bit. There is that's the man I was talking about, Kento Miyahara. Um, so, in this, not not mean to interrupt, but um, those wrestlers who we were speaking about earlier, so Tanahashi and Okada and Nakamura. So, in parallel to those in all Japan, they had they have Kento Miyahara, who he is essentially the face of all japan in the 20th 21st century you may say so what um, makes it different what makes this kingdom as you say kingdom's road it's it's a lot more um traditional japanese if anything so it's a lot more kind of so so unlike um ironically new japan pro wrestling has been influenced a lot by american wrestling because they had to expand so with the bullet club coming in so you know prince devitt and you know all that that kind of brought around a new because that brought around a new kind of philosophy for the booking and things because at that point new japan wasn't necessarily in a good place financially so they needed some struggled mm, yeah really struggled um so when the bullet club and all this came in that kind of exploded the international scene because there was, you know, Western wrestlers there as well. But the thing with all Japan, so that kind of influenced New Japan in that they had more of a Western influence on their style of wrestling, which was appreciated more by Western fans. But all Japan has been still very traditional Japanese, hard-hitting, strong style, slow pace kind of the in you, terms of it, like a west we would say does it have notes of pride or pancreas at all in a way yeah i would say that definitely with pancreas with um those that don't know what pancreas is let me just show that because that this is welcome to being 35 and single folks <laughs> and being a man, and you, you find pancreas, and you're like, "What the hell am I? What? I didn't know what it, dude. I had no clue what I was looking at." Hey, there's us. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm not sharing my screen. Uh, I'll pull it up here. Uh, pancreas is hard to describe because I don't. I really don't know if it's shoot or work or what I'm watching. That's why I can't stop watching it. It's um. Uh, it, it's kind of the equivalent of, excuse me, it's kind of the equivalent of UFC. So it is kind of legit because it was created by um, Minoru Suzuki, who's of New Japan. Is um, it? Is it legit? Is it legit or is it? They're not calling spots, but is it pre-determined? I don't know, or choreographed. It, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I'm showing it here. We got Ken Shamrock. <clears throat> and I'm not sure if the opponent there turns around and might be able to figure it out. But, but it, it was, so this is, it's like kickboxing meets 
pro wrestling meets some MMA stuff, but it really blurred the lines. Even today, like forums I've gone under, I'm like, mm. it, it hit on a spot that I, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the answer. Somebody were to ask me, was that real? Well, yeah, it's all real. They're all really taking bumps, but I think it like that right there is no joke. I mean that mm. that takedown. So, do you know the answer to that? Do you know if it? My knowledge of it is is that it was essentially the equivalent of mixed martial arts over in early mixed martial arts over in Japan. So it is from what I've read and it's legitimate. Um, and the um, Minoru Suzuki created Pancras, who's now in New Japan Pro Wrestling, who was um, a seasoned amateur wrestler. Sure. And it's a lot more. His UWFI, which is shoot fighting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, his um, work shoot fighting, I should say. Sorry. Um, so, so Pancras is more of the mixed martial arts side of things. So in terms sure. of all Japan, it has elements of the pancreas in it in that they do work a lot more of a physical style, but it's a lot more of kind of the NWA 80s. Okay, there we go. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Now you're hitting on, now you're hitting on my notes. It's more kind of the tradition, slow pace, the 60 minute drag out fights, the, you know, a lot more of the tradition, which has been kind of, it's there, but it's lost. But what I think, what I want people to go and watch is that, you know, it has sadly kind of fallen flat to a lot of people and it hasn't had, it's not in its peak because at one point it was the best wrestler in the world, but it's still got a phenomenal talented roster who were putting on, you know, incredible matches and are able to keep that tradition alive to you know many fans in japan and including me internationally i mean i thankfully found i mean me and my all japan um knowledge had been the 90s but then i watched um shingo who's over in new japan now um part of um L-I-J, I can never pronounce it, Los... Um, uh, Los Iguanables de Japan. I'll let you say that one, Carl. Yeah, uh, that, one, that, one, <laughs> that one takes me a little bit. And I think I even church it up a little bit, as we would say in the States. Japan, uh, yeah, Los Iguanables. Because it's, <laughs> it's like you're doing a Mexican, uh, a, a spanish influence rooted word in Japanese... Yeah, it is a very interesting. But again, that's also getting into something that we can get into. Is uh, I try to remind people that uh, much like the Premier League, people over there with their bears, those like eighty dollar teddy bears, yeah. you know, they're like with their banners and treating it as such, as teams, as clubs. And cross pound chat is not well. We don't know what it's going to be. We do know this much. We want to be able to open eyes to what else is out there. The other idea that 
I know something that that will come up, and uh, you've been such a huge resource on finding this or finding that. Um, one of the people I spoke to, I've been trying to preview season three of Dark Side of the Ring. Now, are you familiar with the episodes that are coming coming out? Have you seen some of the ones that have been? I've uh, one thing. I've seen one. But because I've loved Dark Side of the Ring so heavily, I'm actually keeping it a surprise because I've okay. made. I want to keep it a surprise. What's the one you know? Pillman is the one I know. Okay. Um, can I get? Can I give you one more just by showing you a clip since it's Japanese? Now I got to interview mm-hmm. the North American curator, the historian. I'm talking upwards tens of thousands of. Eight trips to Japan um, for this promotion. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give him a plug here. You want to know more about this n- promotion? You can go and give him a follow. Let me bring it up here real quickly as we get into it. It's um, it's one of those that I saw it on there. I, I I won't give away some of the other ones. A new one just got named, and I'll say this much. You go on any, I mean, you put it, well, they are doing dark side of football, American football, and dark side of the 90s, as in pop culture, um, which should be very interesting to see um, how that is received. And they were bought by, they being Vice, were bought by Hulu. Mm. And. It'll be interesting to see how. I mean, there's going to be an arms race here for <laughs> uh, that specifically, but a. Um, is it not going to my videos? I'm going to my videos. Okay. What's One interesting is I recently, I re- yeah. just about, I recently rewatched the um, Gino Hernandez um, episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, and I think the interesting thing for me with Dark Side of the Ring is that, and I've talked about this before with you off air as well, Carl, is that, you know, um, WWE, because they own so much content, have kind of a monopoly in terms of how they show history in wrestling and how they mm. want people to perceive wrestling history. Um, do you agree with them scrubbing out the? Uh, do you agree with them scrubbing out the chair shots from, um, Foley and Rock, the I Quit match? It it happened. This is the thing. What's ironic is is that that happened in their history. So it's like if they were going to scrub something out, it'd be something in their history. Do I see that? That I mean, that was a time where we had. I watched stuff back like we just thought about Mike Awesome, Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka and the stuff they were doing, like the headshots they gave one another. It's like, as talk about concussions and, you know, I, I think there's a tendency now for WWE to fit a particular mold of um, sort of demographic with hmm. the product, which I understand. But then again, you have to be respectful of the history that they've got. And that was part of their history. And, you know, 
it, that happened you know no one can get away from that if you 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 might wipe it on the network but you can still watch it on a dvd you know it's not going to change that um what was ironic about something like gino hernandez is that the way wwe present their history is that everybody outside of wwe you know pre wrestlemania 3 87 you may say as a as a guide you know oh you know like kind of there was flair and there was hogan it was a launching point yeah it's like it's like but yeah but you look at a guy like gino hernandez and you know he he might not have been big in terms of like the WWF, but the amount of talent and the amount of um, money and the commodity he was in Texas, because they still had the territory back then, like he was huge. And watching that back and seeing his talent, you can't. The thing what WWE do is that they always have to make it about not about them but they have to kind of put themselves on a higher plane to make themselves feel better so for sure mm, like oh well you know um hogan was you know the biggest man in the world kind of thing it's like he wasn't a particular you know district of the united states but mm. like there were still the Von Erics who were tearing it up in Texas. There was still Ric Flair who was tearing it down in Atlanta. There was still, you know, other people who were so that's the thing with Dark Side of the Ring, is that they end up kind of the research to do, opening up parts of the industry which wouldn't because they're an impartial company well, um impartial producer, they can do that and amazingly get away with it given the monopoly WWE has on so many wrestling companies and um, tape libraries. Yeah. The, well, I've got to play this uh, only out of, oh boy. I always, uh, I always give this analogy and I always play the what if game with this, but here we go. Transition into broken record. Broken, easy for me to say. Broken record Carl on his takes and thoughts. It is Carl's brain in a box. It is my mandic in a box. So... I say this. People have heard this before. You mentioned Flair. If Gino Hernandez is alive, do we have Ric Flair? The posh, lavish, over-the-top. Something Vince has been searching for forever is the Latin breakout star. You know, looking, search, is it Mysterio, is it Guerrero? Okay, maybe for a little bit here and there. 
Does he have it in Cien Almas? Does he have it in Angel Garza? Does he have it in, did he have it in Pedro Morales? Did he have it in, you know, he's always kind of seek. It's always felt like that's been a void that he's never felt quite like he conquered. Gina Hernandez lives and he's riding around with gentleman Chris Adams, you know, they're, you know, speeding off in that convertible when they're on the runway. The limousine riding jet flying, that might have been just, okay, he's the Caucasian version. Buddy Landell would have looked a whole hell of a lot worse. But Gino's oozing charisma, I don't know if we have Razor. So you have to almost think of it, go rewind the tape even further and say, if he's still here, does X, Y, and Z show up on the scene? Or do they make that lasting of an impact to where you're still buying, I'm buying a, you know, a, a go on like one of these retro, you know, clothing brand sites, $50 Razor Ramon shorts that have got <laughs> like the chains all over them. Um, an interesting thing that, that to think of, to wrap up our Japanese wrestling modern day talk, I will say anybody that does want to go and pay the nine ninety nine for New Japan World, and we'll get that answer about how it's going to be distributed. It'd be something that we can bring up uh, in uh, the UK and across North America. But if you need any, this is my favorite night one main event. On his feet, comes forward. Ooh, another elbow. What a counter! Okay. Take a look at it. Oh my goodness! Holy cow! That rematch, right there. Probably should go and get it. All right. Spoiler (laughs) alert. You know, and by the way, now that I think of it, there is in this upcoming, I know of two off the top of my head that are uh, dealing with topics that deal in Japan and or around Japan. I'm going to show you two clips. We're going to start with this one because I had this guy on. You guys will get along great. I highly recommend you follow him, connect with him. This will be another featured episode. You know I have no more love for anybody in this world.
That is Bahu FMW at Bahu B A H U F M W. Um, putting that together and editing that, go, pouring through the clips that he has over. If you check out Brett FMW on YouTube, you guys in a room together <laughs> will not. Check out the full videos over at Vimeo.com forward slash my pack live. One other one I wanted to touch on when we were on Japanese wrestling. By the way, you did hear Rocky Romero on that, uh, you know, what a counter. You yeah. Know, working with Rocky, extremely humble guy. You, I love seeing the guys that from Scorpio Skies to Rocky, Peter, obviously, I mean, doing great things with AEW. And to see these guys get there, it, it, he's the type of guy that I don't remember him doing commentary a ton. We've had Dan Joseph do it and you know a couple other guys, but he he really was fantastic. He might he's one of those guys where it's like if he gets a chance, you know he's gonna run with it. Yeah. Uh and not to bring it so mainstream, but Wade Barrett's doing a fantastic job with NXT. Yeah. As we knew he would. Not giving away another one. I'm just gonna give a little seasoning into season three and I won't play this one too long. He stepped out into what was a sea of humanity. Now this wasn't just any crowd. This was 190,000 North Koreans who were conditioned to see Americans as evil, who did not know pro wrestling was staged, that it was predetermined and choreographed. And here was a man, a blonde haired American man who embodied everything they were legitimately told to hate. This man you may have heard of was the legendary Ric Flair, one of the greatest American professional wrestlers of all time. And at this moment, he was wondering what he had gotten himself into. Now this I'll show that. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. I do. Indeed. You do? Yeah. Damn it. Do. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean to ruin it for I'm. If you want to learn more about that one, um, Eric Pischoff's 83 Weeks dives into that, and he did a report, and I can send you the link. He did a report with somebody in, um, I believe, in New Zealand. Could be Australia. One of the two. Sorry, guys, kind of lumping you in together. Like <laughs> two separate countries, Carl. Not everybody's from a land down under. Uh, too complete. But he sent me a link. He DM me a link of the um, this audio interview he did. It wasn't a podcast necessarily. It was more of just um, kind of a straight up interview for a newspaper. It was almost like the just the like I think you even hear like the tape recorder moving around. Like it wasn't like, hi, welcome <laughs> on in. It was like straight up. Like, uh, can you, uh, say and spell your first and last? I mean, it was like raw <laughs> and it, like, I'm like, holy cow. And he gets into that. Uh, I've been very excited for that one because there are so many layers to it. Mm. Uh, I won't name it by name. Just go and look it up. Yeah. Now, what you mentioned about, Filling in what I like to call the the Swiss cheese, the holes uh, of wrestling's woven tapestry that is the quilt. 
That's what they set out to do. Now, you kind of know me. You do know me. And we got a chance through ad-free shows to speak to both directors, um, Evan and Jason. And of course, let's play Can You Read My Mind? I'm going to ask them about any one episode from season one or season two. What do you think I asked them about? Have Abrams or my yeah, Oh, yeah. You nailed it right <laughs> away. Yeah, you know it's her Abrams. <laughs> you know it. You absolutely know it. Um, I just showed that to my brother. We watched. We'll get. How, how's this? My brother had not seen the Benoit episode. Mm. So we watched that two-parter, right? And, he, and I'm like, you okay? He's like, Ace, you know, 10 and a half, 11 years younger. He's like, yeah, it's... He, he didn't know what he didn't know at the time. Mm. And you talk about rewriting history, you know, Benoit is still on there. You just can't, like, he's not... They have, like, the, the rundown that you, like, that would be, like... You know, this Royal Rumble or, you know, WrestleMania, his name's not mentioned in there. His match yeah. is still there. Which was amazing that, like, the way that they even scrubbed, like, they did a list of champions. Buddy Rogers and, you know, going all the way down and blah, blah, blah. And who's missing on there? Benoit, <laughs> Triple H, and Punk. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. These guys did three completely separate things of severity, and I'm not condoning. I really don't know what Punk did wrong, to be honest, except be himself. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm not going to endorse anything. Yes, guys, it's okay to say the name Chris Benoit. It's part mm -hmm. of history. It's fixing the Confederate flag. It's an actual. Thing may not be flown in the south anymore. Actually, it still is. Neither here nor there. It's okay to say that you grew up watching Hulk Hogan. You don't have to condone <laughs> or agree or even endorse language that he used. Uh, we certainly don't. But it's okay to say that that's what you came up with. Don't. I guess my point is. Don't let somebody else's history rewrite your own. Mm. Right? Yeah. Your history is your history. Yeah. Good or bad. Um, whatever it may be. But that was what we grew... I grew up, you know, being older than you. I mean, that's what you saw. I mean, that's, that's what you got in there. Um, that's going to be a very interesting uh, topic. But yes, Herb Abrams, I'm like, he he seemed down, so I'm like, okay, this one also has to do with death. Mm. But it's a lot lighter. He's like, is it? Because I don't want to go to bed with, like, this is really depressing me. I'm like, no, this one actually is a little bit better, and I just love Mick Foley's closing line. Yeah. Like, yeah. What would Herb Abrams be doing if he were around today? Time. Time. And he just laughs about it. Uh, they do have a great podcast called, um, I know they do uh, after Dark Side of the Ring. They have that host and they bring on some people. Mm. Um, Conrad Thompson also has the 
darker side of the ring? Behind the darker side? It's, uh, it's on the AFS. Sorry, guys. Butchered it. My bad. Can't remember everything. Uh, man, it's been a crazy day. But one of the things I did want to leave off on as we kind of wrap things up here. Um, do we know the exact format of this show? No. But one thing, uh, Stephen, I, I did want to talk to the audience about. We because we could talk for hours. Yeah. And, we're, and that's that's the best thing is that we've got you and I could right now rattle off ten topics. <laughs> and my computer not plugged in. My computer's not plugged in. I do not want this to die. The idea that you had, and I and I I speak to this not out of saying, um, man, look at our brilliant. But this was a brilliant idea, and it, it trust me, it does get full circle here with um, Dark Side of the Ring. Give me just a second here. <laughs> Do not want to lose. Let's see if we're plugged in here. Yep, we're good now. Now we're good. Um. How many podcast shows? Number one, watch DVD or special for a long time on the network was the rise and fall of ECW. The tragedy around WCCW. AWA, a spectacular legacy. Keyword there was a spectacular legacy. You hit on something that we do want to feature on here. We were going to plan for today. <laughs> we will bring you next week. Is giving, and we're not doing this just to be optimistic of the honeymoon, you know, phase of this superstar's career because maybe it got cut short. Maybe we never got to really get back to an art bar, you know, that we never got to see all the way through. But your idea of where they began, there was even one called Wide Ended. It was with mm. Matt Coon and Robbie E. And they did. They talked to Alex Riley and um, Glacier and all these other guys of like, hey, what are, where are they now? You know, type of thing, which is a great idea. Yeah. What about where they began? Because I feel like that gets glossed over so much of a, okay, how'd you get your start? What did you see first? But can you kind of talk to, because when I said you came up with that idea, I don't know if you've been thinking about it for a while, but <laughs> specifically next week, did you decide on yours? Did you, because I know I'm doing Tommy End, a.k.a. Alistair Black, and we don't, from what we kind of gathered, we're going to stop before they make their big jump, but no hey, where can I find Tommy End in WXW? Where, what, what was it like growing up in Amsterdam? And yes, yeah. we might have to you know, do some research. We're, we want you to know about where they came from because, again, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. And so it's really important that we establish that. But can you, you really, I, I give you full credit for coming up with something literally flipping what everybody wants to see 
the car crash, right? Like, <laughs> oh, but the you know the ECW story is more fascinating because of bounce checks, Paul Heyman's mom ironing shirts a foot away while <laughs> he's screaming, "Damn it!" You know, into the mic. But if I may lobby my sir, I believe you know. Um, no, where'd you come up with that? Where where that where that stem from in the old Stephen Jackson brain of ideas? <laughs> just a love of it, it, just a love of the independence more than anything. You mm. know, I, I was very fortunate in that I we showed the clips of FMW just then. At the time I first discovered FMW, there was the um wrestling channel in the UK. So I was able to see guys like Early on, there was CZW and Ring of Honor and um, Wrestling at the Chase and all this stuff, which was like just the, the network before the network. But seeing guys like Harley Race back in the 70s and, you know, um, Nigel McGuinness in Ring of Honor um, and Brian Danielson and, you know... Uh, Ring of Honor, or even like in Noah, because they used to get Noah, and and it's always like there are particular wrestlers who have incredible runs before they make it to the big stage. So, for example, as I just mentioned, Brian Danielson in Ring of Honor, his 2006 run as the Ring of Honor World Champion, where he took on everyone in the world and was probably the best wrestler in the world at that point. Um, AJ Styles over in TNA, even like post kind of 2006 era, like so, like his peak, like TNA peak, you may say, but like even then he was taking on people, and it stems just from a th that moment where, I mean, for me, one particular match which um, I, I've uh, as a friend, I've been able, as well as yourself, one of the people I've become very close to as a friend through a love of championship wrestling from Arizona is Alex Salias, the um, the, um, the independent wrestler over in Arizona. And he had a particular match with Bad Dude Tito, who's appearing on oh, Bloodsport. It was on Championship Wrestling oh. from our. Uh, it was on Arizona, but it was. Yeah, uh, and Bloodsport just Josh Burns Bloodsport just took place this past weekend, right on Fight. Mm, yeah, and it's due That's to take it. place again tomorrow. Um, Are they replaying it? Yeah, yeah, and five. Yeah, um, the late there's two, so there's gonna be another one as well. Um, five oh, as well. Wait, just clarify. Two. I'm sorry, clarify that for me while I look it up. I'm sorry. Sorry for oh, no. the so, so there's Bloodsport 4, which was last week, and then there's Bloodsport 5, which is this coming week. So there's two weeks worth of Bloodsport <laughs> for those uh, We're going to, and, and actually we are going to, uh, when we do our closeout, I am going to play that trailer. Just remind me mm. for me to do that. Um, Bad Dude Tito, uh, I saw him in a, or he was Tito Escondido, I think, at the yes. time. Um, yeah. He had a no ropes match, and um, 
There we go. I've got you. How about now? There we go. That's it. Here we go. Sorry about that. Go. Um, where um, where is Bloodsport out of? I don't know where it's actually filmed, um, but I know it's kind of a private, what you call it, an undisclosed venue kind of thing. Um, but what I, what again with Bloodsport and like my love, why I want to talk about this is that this is like not WWE. These are wrestlers who were, you know, um, outside of the mainstream so like alex salias um like the um stars of championship wrestling from arizona wxw you know and they've been doing you know great things and just showcasing more it's kind of a celebration of the independence but also some people who have made it big but then showing more of what they've done on the um independent scene you know, you've got guys like Adam Cole, who, up until he joined WWE, had a phenomenal run on the independent scene in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and, you know, um, Ring of Honor. And you've got guys like, um, uh, there's so many, but like um, Walter, who's now in WWE, who was tearing it up in WXW. Um, and, it, and it stems from there, you know, a love of finding the alternative but also looking into the past and stuff and like i said you know finding out harley race um there it is yeah so it's, it airs tomorrow um so four uh, took place the past past week yeah and then five is taking place right after so it's for a bundle so you can either order the bundle or um order four um so, sorry five sorry and here, um, here's your here's your lineup right here. Uh, Moxley versus, of course, Harry Smith, Davy Boy Smith, son. Um, Jeff Cobb, Filthy Tom Lawler. If you have not seen Filthy Tom Lawler, get on that. <laughs> J.R. Kratos. I've not seen his work, heard great things. Mm. Rocky Romero. We were just talking about against Simon Grimm, formerly of the Vaude Villains. Alex Coughlin versus Royce Isaacs with two dollar signs. I have a great or with a dollar sign at the end. I have a great Royce Isaacs story that I think I still have on tape. <laughs> I don't know much much about Calvin Tankman and No, he's a monster. He's amazing. Uh bad dude Tito. Oh well. Um see if they got a trailer for this. If I can find find one. All right, here we go. Check this out. <laughs> yep, I'll buy that. No, no. Josh Barnett coming from the. The GCW, so it's like, explain it, like his own promotion off of what he does with GCW. Yeah, so um, Bloodsport essentially started off as just a, so GCW kind of is a bit of an experimental promotion in that they'll do things and just try things, but Bloodsport kind of came and 
took over in a sense and it was something completely new and what it is essentially is that um it's a as we were talking about earlier with like pancreas and all that so it's a it's a shoot um fight wrestling promotion um where wrestlers go into a match and they only can win by knockout or submission um all the ropes are taken off the ring so it's just the ring posts and the canvas and it's very MMA-esque but also very kind of like bare knuckle and fighting and it's a different kind of wrestling you know it's exciting it's adrenaline it, it it's not even like UFC it's got a different vibe and it's you know very um gritty unique yeah, yeah gritty, gritty and unique yeah and exciting you know it's and and they've had some big names, you know, um, and it, and it's just taken its own thing now, and it's gone off on its own, and it's obviously as we've got now four and five, Bloodsport four and five, you know, um, which is exciting as well because more people are getting involved, you know, from the few who were involved initially to branching out to, I mean, they've had Japanese wrestlers, they've had, you know, um, UK wrestlers, and now obviously, you know. John Moxley of AEW, you know, it's like you're getting big names coming in, so it's really, really exciting, you know, where it's going. Um, I'm ready to hold it. Um, I'll send you the link. Send you the link. You know, I will post it. Um, it's sent to me, and um, I will get that out there. Um, real quick, next, we're going to be doing this Time-wise, I don't change, so we're seven hours. We're going to shoot for, well, shoot, no, we're going to go for um, nine Greenwich Mean Time. That's two my time. That would be five Eastern. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> five Eastern each Friday. Podcast, we're going to throw it up onto Anchor FM, get it onto Spotify, Apple Podcast, all that good stuff. Um, as we close things out here next week, uh, are you taking Timothy Thatcher? I am. All right. So yeah. we're going to come up with a name for that. Maybe where it began or humble beginnings or the roots of wrestling. Oh, that's it. Might be that's the roots of wrestling. Mm. Uh, and we're, we'll definitely touch on that kind of, what we call a tease to next week <laughs> and because I had a crazy day and this got delayed a bunch of times but the ever patient generous with this time Steven Jackson because he's got a million other things going on <laughs> I want to keep you on we also I say we also talk a little blood sport I'd love to Definitely. I'd love to to uh, see what we can do with that and um Maybe even reach out to them and see what we can do there and kind of take it from that point. Um, for now, they can find you at DJ215. And is it going to be as far as the magazine goes, writing? Um, anything we can 
look forward to or anything that you can I'm trying to ask for spoilers, but anything you're passionate about right now that you're you're currently working on. I've got some interesting interviews lined up with some wrestlers from Scandinavia, um, of all places, which are coming from BBG Wrestling, so check those out. Um, I've got contests on fight contests, which I've got coming this weekend um, on Twitter. So when you find me on st- at CJ215, um, check those out because, you know, it's an open park. Anyone can have a try and see if you get lucky. And um, article-wise, I've got a very... I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I've got a... I've been speaking to Tom, the editor of, um, as I mentioned earlier, monthly um, Pura Rezu. I've got a very special article lined up for the fourth edition, which kind of covers a wide spectrum but it's there's it's going to be an interesting one it's going to be a it's important let's it's it's a very important so i'm going to put a lot of work into it um so definitely check out that as well for issue four and um definitely check out an order issue three while it's still available um because there are seven as of i know there were seven copies still available and definitely check it out because not only me but there's a whole team of writers who have put a lot of effort with what it's a team effort. Everyone's put a hell of a lot of work into it. Great articles covering everything about, you know, Japanese wrestling and beyond. A couple of great exclusive interviews. And, you know, it's definitely one, I would say, and, you know, something you need to check out if you love wrestling. So, yeah, so that's where things are at the moment for me. Follow them. At SteeJ215. Follow me at Carl X Mandic. Follow us at Cross Pond Chat. Weigh in. Let us know what you want to talk about as well. We're going to bring you perspective and we are going to get a, a little bit more into how and really promote that one connection, one meeting can spark. Not just an inferno, but momentum, positive mm. momentum in the media we create, the media we brainstorm, the media we produce and present to you. And from the both of us, anybody that watches this, listens to this, or watched it live, we're always humbled and cheeky style humbled. Um, <laughs> we thank you. And we will be back next Friday. This has been the debut of Cross Pond Chat. I'm Carl Mandeke, Stephen Jackson. We'll see you next Friday.